welcome to Faith in the North. I'm Claire. And my name's Martin. We live in the Northeast and want to wrestle with faith and life. And we wanted to share with you the chats that we have about life and faith. So this is our podcast. We hope you find it helpful. Thanks for joining us as we continue our journey. Hello and welcome to our podcast. Hello. I was going to say good morning because know, it's the morning said here. Not to say good morning. But um, every f- somebody's listening to this at night time. They don't oh, want me no. to be saying good morning. No, so they don't. hi. Hello. Um, post Easter um, podcast. It is so post Easter. Easter holidays, yeah, we and we have the joy of um, inset day. Yeah. One at home, two at school. It depends what you call it. Lots of people call it different things. Some people call it teacher training day. Some people call it baker day. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I remember that. It was called baker day when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Anyway, Easter highlights. Yeah. Easter highlights. Any? Yeah. Have you got any? What have you got? Well, I've loved the chocolate. Oh, you've loved the Um, chocolate. I've I've loved the chocolate. Um, We had... so. Kind of our tradition is for birthdays, for Christmas and for Easter, um, we all start off in our bedroom. The kids all pile in. And so they had all their Easter eggs laying out Indeed. and they piled in and um, and had their Easter eggs in our bedroom. But then, and this is the first year this has happened, the Easter eggs got left there. They just left them. They got yeah, left there for a whole week. The Easter eggs have been left in our bedroom, which has been mm. really tough from a temptation well, point of view. For me, uh, my kind of rule of thumb is if it's not under anyone's possession, it's free, yeah. free reign. It was the, um, I don't know about you, it was the mini arrow eggs uh, that, that were my undoing. No, they were Sam's, bless him, he um, must Doesn't have wondered why they kept coming going well, down. Well, this is but, um, leaving them lying so, so, Right, so that's, so I have I've undoubtedly... I've enjoyed the chocolate of Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, the Easter egg hunt was a big highlight. We had some friends come round with their children and we had an Easter egg hunt in the garden. And just seeing, um, uh, we, yeah, it, just seeing their faces, seeing mm-hmm. um, the excitement as they charge around the, the garden looking for eggs. None of this, because you do go full out on um, Jake's. Is that someone at the door? And then you've posted a letter through uh, the door yeah. from the Easter Bunny. So, yeah, there's an air of... I don't go as far as my mum went. She used to get different people to write the letter so that at no wow. point I would suspect that the Easter Bunny's um, extra handwriting stuff, was hers. And the thing is, I remember one year I was suspicious and I remember specifically taking interest as to the handwriting of the letter wow. to check it wasn't mum's. And it wasn't mum's, it was my Uncle Mark's. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah. It, yeah, it's a big deal. It's, I'm quite um, woolly. I, I know I I do that. I do do the Easter letter, um, but I'm quite woolly on whether or not I really push that things exist, mm. like the Easter bunny, bunny and Father Christmas. I don't want to overly push that they exist. Well, you haven't really, because you've always left. So you have this magic art of not answering the question, but getting the kids to answer the question whether yeah. Santa Claus exists. So you nearly always throw it back on them. Well, what do you think? It's yes. Yeah, it's, um, it's what do you think? I don't want that that day when they they say to me, "Well, I don't believe Jesus exists because mm. um, you told me Father Christmas existed and you were wrong." Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm always fairly. I always play it as a bit of a game, mm-hmm. um, and so they'll be able to look back and think, "Oh yeah, she played it like a game." Other um, Easter highlights: We had our first barbecue of the year, which we did. That was yeah, just for Easter, was wasn't it? So much fun! Um, a lovely sunny day. 
burgers um, and hot dogs. Yeah, which... You with know, Toby's friends. Yeah, which, which was, was kind of April, wasn't it? it was yeah, April. and it was a joy yeah. and... Um, Toby and his friends are all really into 90s music, which is awesome for us. So there was Oasis. We went back a little bit further. We went back to the 80s with Michael Jackson. There was uh, Moonwalking Across the Garden. Mm. It was it was really, really good fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's any other Easter. Easter Day? Did Easter you day. have a... You know, church was lovely. It church was. was fantastic. It was good. So we didn't, um, we didn't do any family. It was just us, Easter Day most of Easter Day yeah um yeah it was a good celebration we had so we sort of marked this 25 years of the church being in the building yeah um which was trying to get the balance right between it's Easter Sunday so that's the most important thing um but also the heritage and the history of the church is important as well yeah, and sure. um trying to mark those two things up um and we had a few new things at church trying to make the place look a little bit more jazzy um, yeah new, new banners lights, some banners yeah um and um, yeah, and a new lectern, well, an old lectern that's been refurbished. Um, yeah, so trying to do some things that just mark, you know, a different, mm-hmm. uh, a difference, um, and celebrating some of our history. You know, there's an amazing video on YouTube from the guys who are still in the church now who are actually making the church. You yeah, know, they were the fantastic. ones putting, you know, stripping the paint back, knocking walls down, putting walls in. You know, building. You know, for what we can appreciate now that yeah. we have. Um, so yeah, it's lovely to mark that, you know, 27, 25 years. Um, and then, you know, great to be together as Easter Sunday, mm. um, you know, a special day, you know, and I just reflect, it's not, I, I, some of my talk on Easter Sunday was that it's not an easier sell as Christmas, you know, Christmas is this mm. all, yeah, and it's become more and more magical, childlike, you know, e- Christmas has, but Easter yeah. has this, you know, so I was just like, if you're a non-Christian, what do you what do you get out of it? I don't know what you'd get out of it. I was reading um, a magazine this week and um, the lady was talking about Easter and she said, I guess overall I appreciate that it's a long weekend. Yeah. And I think that's that's what most people mm. are getting out of it, that extra day to mow the lawn or, you know, do a bit of Yeah, because it's not most, a lot of people would join in with Christmas the Christmas nativity story because it's sweet and it's... It's got a baby you know, in it. It's got a baby. baby has got some of, you know, shepherds and, and lambs. And and then Easter, we have this hangover with Easter eggs and Easter bunnies and um, which seem to dominate any, you know, kind of corporate advert or any, mm. you know, sort of anything really from what restaurants do to it. It's about, that's the marketing thing, isn't it? You know, mm. the eggs and the bunnies. Um, we don't even particularly have like Easter songs that are famous. Like you know, Christmas, no. everybody joins in with a few no, Christmas no, carols. Yeah. Doesn't mean if you're doesn't matter if you're um, Christian or not Christian. Yeah. Typically, you will end up at some point singing some Christmas carols. Whereas we don't have oh let's have the Easter hymns. It yeah. just doesn't really seem to happen. There are Easter hymns, um, but they're not, not quite as well known out of yeah. yeah. They're not they're not known out of church particularly. And then I I think one of the things. I've been trying to just, as I've not even been here a year year yet, just allow the church year to go by and me just uh, experience it. I think one of the, my reflections on Easter is it'd be nice to do more of that Easter week journey. You know, I think mm. you know, just as some, you know, I think uh, doing more things throughout between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday that mark the um, uh, the season because I think that's part of the experience is that journey yeah. to Easter Sunday. And I think um, if you just go from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday, you miss some of that 
yeah, and I just, you know, I think in other, you know, I think in other denominations and other um, cultures, they really work hard and do a lot in that journey. Yeah, I mean, certainly I don't know if, I can't speak for every Anglican church, but growing up in an Anglican church, Holy Week was a big week. week. There was something on every day in Holy Mm. Week, um, aimed at different people, but there was something on every day. And particularly Monday, Thursday uh, was a a big night. Which we didn't do anything, so I kind of just missed something. Of that meal together, we used to do meal together when we're in Cambridge, and yeah, you know, everyone would holy you know, communion together. Yeah, and just yeah. you know, some of that, and then you know, yeah, the walk of witness in any walk of witness is not my number one. Yeah, thing. but actually, um, I I forget to say this is one of my highlights. The um the short service around the cross. Yeah, I thought that was really positive. Was, actually, uh, was really yeah. lovely. Um, it was lovely singing together. Um. Yeah. The the music I really enjoyed. It was. I was. I was pleasantly surprised because I don't. You know. There's loads of things I have to do. Yeah, that's fine. I do them. But I, I just. You know. It's not my number one. I thing. think often you feel that it's. Um. It's a shame that we are quite. Oh, what's the word? Dower. <laughs> yeah, we walk around the the one time of the year yeah. that we walk around the town as a church. We do it in a very dour and somber, um, way, and. Is that a great witness? Mm. Um, wouldn't it be better to yeah, see? Yeah, I reflected. So we, um, it was a bit late, so we just stayed at the cross and we saw the procession coming. And there was something, yeah, there was a guy carrying a big cross and there was just yeah. people coming down and it made quite an impression beyond. Yeah, I think when we've done them in the past, it's felt a little bit like, like a few people wandering around. Yeah, so I'd say maybe so that's, was, that's was, not the same here. No, I was, I was, I was, in, you know, Quietly surprised, and there was chocolate, and there was chocolate. I'm sorry, that's chocolate. obviously a theme. That's yeah, a theme for me at the else. moment. Um, cool. So there's some Easter reflections. So um, you're in the you're in the service on Sunday. That's not yeah, I haven't um, been in the service for a few weeks. I've and been you did out communion with a lot well. of people. Yeah, and I led I led communion, mm. um, which was great. It, so it was an all age communion service, and I'm really passionate about that. I'm mm. really passionate that. Um, children don't grow up not knowing what communion is and then suddenly they hit kind of their mid-teens and are thrown into a communion service. I think mm. it's a really important uh, part of our faith um, and also it's a it's a perfect thing to involve children in because yeah. it's very tactile, it's got a lot of symbolism, you get to actually eat and drink something which is always a winner with children. So it's the perfect way to actually involve children in what is this important thing that we do together and just those little beginnings in um in marking that Jesus died mm. and rose for us. Mm. So I uh, hope I hope that yeah. came across. No, it did. And then we're starting this little mini series on um three topics. One is discipleship. I mistakenly said it was leadership, it's not, it's service next week. And then giving the week after. Okay. Um so people are gonna be a bit confused about that. So um, sorry, what is it next week? serving serving you said it was leadership yeah but it's serving it's serving okay so that's my bad so we need to get that i think i was I, the reason why i think i i thought about doing something on leadership and i think churches do a lot on leadership you know uh and it's it is really important you know and we need to encourage our leaders and really thankful for our leaders but um all of us collectively you know serve whether we're in leadership or not so there's mm. some principles of serving um that are universal um, whereas if you just talk about leadership, it's quite you know there's only certain you know smaller group of people who will be leaders in our 
you know, community. Um, anyway, that was an aside. Um, but um, so I talked about discipleship, a few things it would be good to reflect on. Um, the um, Gandhi quote. Yeah, um, go on. Just So I haven't written it down because um, I said, uh, surely I will no, I said, it. write that down. Yeah, no, and you no, said, surely I remember it. Surely so I remember it. Can you just... So I'm going to give it a go. So he said, uh, Gandhi said, I love your... I like your Christ, but I don't like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Yeah. There you go. I remembered it. That was it. I'm not always good at remembering stuff. Um, and I guess it was this just disconnect between who we think or who people think Christ is and who people think Christians are. Go on, say it again. Uh, you just, you I'm, just not just, I'm not messing with you. I, I, I love just... your Christ. Um, I don't like your Christian. I don't love your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Yeah. I, I massively like spoke to me. Yeah. Okay. Just. Um, I don't know if that's the power. I did. There was a longer quote, so I don't know if that's a paraphrase of his quote. But um, yeah. You can interrupt me again. No, go for it. Because you you're on a roll this week. Am I? Oh my word! Is that why you keep giving me keep looking at me? Yeah, I keep yeah. giving you the the okay, evils of be stop quiet. interrupting I'm me. Stop now. Okay, no, now you're making me nervous. Uh, yeah, I, ah, uh, that just, uh, it just makes me aware of all the things in church that make me personally feel bad, like I'm not a good enough Christian. But actually, it's not, it's not just to the Christians that we should be, the other Christians we should be looking and working out what we're doing. It is to Christ we should be looking. We should all be taking our template mm. from Christ. You can speak now. I'm finished. Yeah, I, can, I was just going to ask permission. But yeah, and that I think that's... Uh, you and me are going to fall uh, out. <laughs> fall out on a podcast. We're going to fall out on a podcast. Thank goodness, that would be funny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that I think there's this... Why is there this disconnect then? Why? And I, I think there's a number of things, and I tried to allude to them, that I think probably what people think Christ is, maybe is, is not who Christ is. You know, I think people yeah. think he's this happy guy going around, smiling, blessing everyone. Being like, um, being in inverted commas, perfect. Yeah. So well, absolutely, he was, he was perfect, but I'm using the inverted commas as yeah. to differentiate that, that never, never having a crossword with anybody, uh, you know, always making sure his needs are never met, but everybody mm. else's needs are met. That just being a real goody two shoes, mm. um, that kind of perfect, yeah, and um, I think which was not who Jesus was. Yeah, I think he would have been really annoying to be around. Sometimes. Yeah, I think just there's times he would have been very frustrating to be around, um, but the heart and the love, yeah, for for people, um, was what really drove him. And I guess that's what we're. So if we. If we boil it down, is that what Gandhi's saying? This kind of um, this heart of love we see in Christ is not the heart of love that we see um, in Christians. Um, and that, I, I, I really loved the quote. I thought it was really challenging and in your face. Um, it's not, I'd never say it's entirely true. Like, uh, I know Christians who absolutely just, wow, the, you, you know, the amazing life that they live. Um, and just who they are and their authenticity and there are and to be honest like almost all the people I come into contact with have got something that I look at them and just mm. think yeah wow you're phenomenal but I think he's using 
he's using that in kind of broad strokes to say that you know well i think i'm using it as a in broad strokes i don't know what he means by it yeah and he could be so i'm using it in a you know yeah what, what way are you using well, it well i you know i think it's that you know most of us if you're a christian you're a reasonably nice person unchrist-like mm-hmm. um i think there's something about the collective that changes the the sort of corporateness i guess you know to our gathered church mm. um so when christians come together someone has to define the rules who's in who's out mm. um, and um and how do we um yeah, how do we define that? Who's in it? So someone's mm. got to come up with some set rules. Um, and they become quite harsh rules, you know, mm. because you're protecting, a, you know, you're coming up with constitutions, you're coming up with, you know, all of those things. Um, and, um, yeah, and that's that's the harshness, I think, to church life, sure. um, the Christian life. But I think, you know, most people, you know, are very forgiving, very generous, very loving, compassionate when they come across people in need. Um but when you have to organise yourself, um, it can come across that you're not those things. Yeah. So that's what I was trying to get at. I didn't really say that on Sunday, but was, I guess something of what I was trying to get at, um, that when we come together, it's a bit different. Um, and someone on the door when I was, um, uh, when they were leaving, mentioned that um, I've got no, I've, I don't know anything about Gandhi. I don't know if you do. Uh, a little bit. Uh, anyway, yeah, apparently he went to a church when he was younger and didn't receive a welcome, didn't, you know, you know, no one really. I, there was some story about. Yeah, you know, okay. He wasn't welcomed there. Um, and I was like, oh my goodness, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, what if we'd got that right? You know, and then we had welcomed him. Mm. Um, yeah, would things be a little bit different for his faith journey? I don't yeah. know. You know, I'm talking from total ignorance here, but you know, it's interesting that you know, our welcome, how we receive people in the corporateness of church, mm. not just how we welcome our Christian name. You know, if we're you know, if we're Christians and we welcome the person next to us and show ho- hospitality mm. at home and in our um, communities, but as the church is welcome, um, if we get it wrong, yeah, that's where we say, oh, actually, you know what? You guys say you sh- you're really nice to each other, but I came and I wasn't welcomed. Or I wasn't, you know, I don't know. So it's kind of corporate, but it's also individual because it's the individuals who are doing the welcome so yeah. it's also how it's and how we as individuals work and also mm-hmm. how we as a church work to form those rules and those patterns there's a bit of both yeah and i don't you know i don't think it's just about welcome although i'm going about welcome all the time at the moment because i'm trying to help us change how we welcome people mm. um but yeah i think it's a number of things you know um that we end up being not christ-like um, but I look around and I see lovely people there, you know, really, you know, shining for Christ, doing good things, you know, being, yeah, sure. yeah. And so it's not that, you know, I look and think, oh, well, <coughs> we're all so unchristlike. I don't mm. see that. But there's something about when we gather. Yeah. Um, and I come across people all the time that are hurt from, not from individual Christians, but from the gathered bunch of us. Yeah. Um, that seems to, you know, lead to. Yeah. Um, lead to that. And that's it's also cross-cultural as well. I mean, there's there's things that I hear about the church, not, not the entire church, but church, church groups, certain church groups within, um, certainly within the United States. Yeah, okay. The, the views that they hold and the lack of tolerance that they show. Mm. I don't think it's just the America. 
But anyway. I think there's certain factions extremes. that are you get extremes. extremes in America. You do. There's the extremes that you know you just makes you shudder. That, oh my word! Can anybody really re- representing Christ in that way? Yeah. Um, yeah, and and people hear that, and people. Oh, they make big judgments. Know, they they yeah. make judgments they're, of they're us judgment. on the basis of extremes. Yeah, and I think that's and we've really got to be careful what we communicate to people outside of the church as well. And I think. We can really quickly, and that maybe that's a little bit why I, I struggle a bit with the Good Friday marching thing, because yeah, we have this amazing opportunity to be out in the community, but we all just look a bit miserable. Mm. Um, but we didn't on Friday; it was fine. We you didn't. Know, it was, we didn't. It was great. And there's, so that's my own baggage, um, um, because actually, you know, it marks something that's not everything is happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we can't go around saying everything's happy all the time because yeah. you know, without. Christmas without Easter is half the story, you yeah. know, and we like the happy story and we like the easy sell story. The hard story, the kind of painful bit of the story is not, you know, it's easy to forget. Um, a couple of things I thought would be good to us. Um, I think I made a, a really interesting point. Oh, you think you know, made it? How, how do you? Uh, you, oh, no, because you're I, a cheeky chappy yeah, to be think, um, outwardly saying I think I made an interesting I, point I, I think I'm allowed so, to say that yeah, no, I mean prime me if you would like to <laughs> say Martin you made a really interesting point oh, on okay. Sunday people have told me that I've made a really oh, interesting people point people have told you, you have they okay me. excellent um, and I, I've never heard anyone say it so I, d- I didn't get this from a book this is me oh this you is know, yeah this is me um, this, I- <laughs> this idea that most of the disciples of Christ got left behind in their communities. Now, it, I'm okay, sure it was no, it was, was Jen, it was a good point. <laughs> it was a good point. I, and I just there's something in that that we love the story of the big person, you know, the kind of the twelve, the good, you know, the guys who were the you know out there on the boat walking on the water doing all those things. But forget the crowds. That were following, and yeah, uh, that were left in their own communities with a fraction of the knowledge that the disciples had, um, but had seen something in Christ, something of God's love, um, and then were left behind to live that out or try and live that out. Uh, and maybe it was a bit, you know, they were dormant until the early church got moving around and things mm. got built up, but they were left, you know, for a while. Um, if not for a longer time, without much, and I, I propose that we have more in common with the guys left, guys and women left behind, having heard mm. a little bit, than the twelve who were the big, you know, the big guns. Because I think if we compare ourselves yeah. to the big guns all the time, we're always going to feel rubbish. Why am I not the one walking on water? Why am I not the one, you know, converting the crowds? Um, when most of us are pretty normal, I'm a pretty normal person. You know, I'm not extraordinary. You know, might like to think I am sometimes, but I'm not. No comment. Um, most of us are pretty normal people and have pretty normal lives and live in our communities, work in our communities, do the nine to five, look, bring up our kids. You know, normal, mm. normal people. Uh, and if you spend your life comparing yourself to extraordinary people, um, it's actually some of the things in culture that we get. I get frustrated about. You know, I look at how. People obsessed with celebrity culture, you know, this idea that I've got to make it on Britain's Got Talent mm. or YouTube star. And it's actually it's quite gross, you know, just yeah. this you've got you're living your life, you know, a fraction of the people will get anywhere near that. Most people will get, you know, nothing. I this is an aside, but I I remember reading a quote that said, or to the words of the effect, um, the best thing that we could do for our children was to remind them that they're ordinary. Uh, 
Okay. And I, you know, that sounds like how dare you in yeah. in today's everyone's child yeah, is above everybody, average. Everybody is, yeah. You're <laughs> a shining star. You're, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be amazing. You're special. You're and they are. You know, they are they are special, but also they are one. You know, well, they're one in however many billion. Yeah. Um, we're all we're all ordinary in a way, and um, and I remember going to um services as a child you know kind of big youth services and things like that and you know that that kind of you know remind you that you're um that you are you're special that you know god has an amazing plan for you and and what the takeaway from that was not that i'm against anything any anybody said but the takeaway is you specifically you are going to go off and do amazing things mm. and then you end up living your life and your life is kind of relatively ordinary you mm. get through your education you get a job you have hobbies you you know you maybe have a family maybe mm. you don't um you go on holiday you come back from holiday you go back to work again life is mm. life is quite ordinary and i yeah i just i don't i don't think i've ever had aspirations of being extra ordinary you know, you know i find that amazing what but that you never had aspirations yeah, to be extraordinary. I just wanted to do the best that did. I can. Did you? What did you want to... Who are you going to be? Anything that would make me, like, stand out and be... Yeah, you really. know, so whether that would be an actress, I wanted to be um, a really amazing lawyer, I mm. wanted to write a book. Uh, yeah, it was really until probably... Like last probably, week. Yeah, last, last <laughs> week. Last week, I decided I was okay being ordinary. I am I am now, yeah, I'm... Now yeah, I'm in my I'm in my forties. Embrace your ordinary. Now I'm in my forties. I'm embracing mm-hmm. my ordinariness. And yeah, so I I think because I think we get we take away some of the guilt of comparing ourselves. And I just you know I just you know I just want to be a good pastor. I want to do my job well. I want to love mm-hmm. those people around me uh, for as long as God you know calls us to be here and to be part of these things. I don't have big aspirations you know beyond that. I don't think I ever have in any of my you know sort of ministries. Um, but it, if we're not careful, we embody a bit of a church culture that, you know, that is a bit like Britain's Got Talent. You know, it's the, the, the few where actually, and maybe that's why the the leadership serving thing came into my mind. Because it's like, if we're not careful, we just talk about the few. And actually all of us are called to serve. All of us are so called to So we're talking to, about the many. Yeah. And I, you know, I just. And I, we still want to embody the characteristics of the few because i believe there were really great examples yeah. no, shown and we need through good the people. apostles yeah. and, and you know, i've met some people sorry to interrupt you um <laughs> <laughs> i've met some people who have a real prophetic gift and it's like wow you're yeah that's something of god in that and that's amazing to see that um and not everyone has that and that's a mm. bit unusual um and we all you know let's not you know don't go too far we're unique we're loved by god we're special we're you know and God loves us for who we are. Sure. Um, but I like this. Actually, he loves everyone and we're all loved by God. And, you know. So it's just an interesting idea that the all of those people who were called to follow Jesus and who did follow Jesus, but who stayed where they were. Yeah. There's a book in that. I said I'd never write a book, but maybe I should write a book. Yeah. <gasps> The left. Oh, I was going to say, call it the left behind. Yeah, you call <laughs> can't call it the left <laughs> you behind. You definitely can't call it left behind. Um, um, and then I, I guess the sort of final point. Oh, we've got a few more minutes. Um, how do we invite God into the ordinariness of our life then? Because if we're called to be ordinary and called to 
you know, just do the things that we've got in front of us well. Uh, be open to where God's leading. How do we do those things well? How do we invite God into the ordinary rather than thinking, well, I'll I'll be a bit better if I just did this certain thing or if I wrote yeah. that book or got up early or, you know, whatever. How do we invite God into the ordinariness? That's okay. what I'm a bit interested in because I, I had lots of, yeah, that's what I, you know, how do I do my everyday, you know, by finding opportunities, you know, to do that with God, not to see this, you know, compartmentalize it. Well, this is my Christian stuff. This yeah, is my sure. life stuff. Actually, it's all. And it's interesting. I think um, one of the things that we maybe don't invite God into is our leisure time. Mm. So into our hobbies, the time that we spent lazing around. Um, it, we kind of, I think maybe over the past uh, 10, 15 years, we've started to engage more on how do we um, bring God into our work. So yeah, okay. Our work-life balance and mm. how God's involved in that. But also... The stuff that we just do for fun. You're a prolific and hobbyist as well, aren't you, over the years? Do you think? Yeah, I've had a lot of hobbies. I don't. I wouldn't say I necessarily right now have a load of hobbies, but I have had So a I'm lot judging of this on how much stuff we've thrown out that was a hobby of yours. That's harsh. <laughs> That's harsh. But a lot of craft. A lot of craft. A lot of craft. A lot of the card-making phase, the jewellery-making phase, the crochet phase, the knitting phase, the felt-making oh, phase. I mean, the highlight is the felt... To to oh, sit the felt next to someone with a little needle stabbing oh, away at so wall. cathartic. It just, just it's noises, the most restful thing to do. A noise is really great on me. And it, it was, it, I, I had to work incredibly hard not to throw that thing out the window. Now, I would go back to the felt making oh, if really, it didn't stress you so much. Out of all of them, <laughs> that is the one thing I would, the needle felting is um, something I'd go so back to. So it's celebrate, you know, so we, you know, this... You know, you meet some amazing people who are really gifted in different ways. And, you know, I think this, you know, when we are ordinary, but we do have gifts that are to be celebrated, you know. So I meet people who, you know, have real gift in craft, in art, but in just maintenance, mm. you know, people who are just good at keeping stuff going and yeah, fixing sure. stuff. People who get hospitality and, you know, see when, you know, the carpet needs hoovering and hoover it. You but know. still you're kind, you're kind of going back on serving again. And yeah, okay. I think yeah, my no, point is that is God is with us when we're not doing anything productive. So one well, of the things rest, for me it? is um, I love I love movies. I absolutely I mm. love watching a good film. Cocaine bear. Um, and I we're not going to talk about Cocaine Bear again. Um, I love going to the cinema. I love watching a movie on TV. I love snuggling up with the boys and watching a kids film. I just really, I really love movies and I've often felt really guilty about that, mm. that, you know, there's no no point to them. They're just wasting time and not me kind of gaining anything. Um, but recently, and I mean really recently, I'm just starting to see God in my movie watching. Mm. Like actually that God is there when I am just zoning out, enjoying just myself, resting. when I'm just resting. Which there's something in that wholeness to our faith that, you know, whether we're busy or whether we're resting, how is, you know, the understanding God's part of that. And, yeah. you know, I think rest is an interesting one because we don't really talk about that either. Yeah. You know, this idea of finding rest, being at rest, being a person of rest. And I'm, I'm reading um, a book at the minute called Spiritual Direction by Henri Nouwen. And he says, he says, um, he talks about prayer and how to pray. And he said that um, we, 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 when we pray, when we go to pray and we are spiritually exhausted, 
and all we want to do is fall asleep, then the most spiritual thing we can do at that point in time is have a nap. And I remember he used mm. the exact words, have a nap. And I just, and he then goes on to unpack that a little bit, but that actually we need mm. rest and that God, this is, this is mind blowing to me as well. Being asleep is also a spiritual experience. Like we sleep for what, a third of the day? Yeah, a third of our life. A third of our life. God is with us when mm. we sleep. God is ministering to us when we sleep. Maybe even we are worshipping when we sleep. But mm. that, that third of our life, if if we only had to be doing positive serving things, then we'd only be with God something like an eighth, maybe mm. at most, of our lives. Whereas seeing that God is with us in absolutely everything we do including sleep and that sleep is in a sense a spiritual activity mm. i just think that's amazing i think yeah there we go we'll leave it on that shall we so go for a sleep go for a sleep have a nap <laughs> that's our, our thought for the week the have a, have a nap. i know it's an inset day yeah i know um, it's never but, um, too early in the day to have a nap <laughs> <laughs> um, well thanks for listening and god bless you this day take care bye-bye <laughs>